If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. everyone this is david welcome back behind the velvet rope let's just get right into it today because we are here with the one the only her name is sarah and it's still frasia hi david yontif oh, oh my God. he's in la y'all we live now just a stone's throw from one another um and we're gonna be out and about on the town i can't wait we're gonna be doing some things together doll Listen to me. My winter residency in LA has started. People are loving the wallpaper. Guys, now you know my secret. When you see this wallpaper, mama is recording in LA, but guess what? Nothing comes out day of, so don't ever think you know my whereabouts. <laughs> Good, like, I guess. For okay. everyone who's like, okay, well, your New York City pad is empty. Guess what? We have a doorman. We have security. Don't even think about it. And guess what? I might be in New York right now when you're listening to this. But this is being... See, wow. you... You fear people living where you fear people knowing where you live because you think you're going to get killed. I fear people knowing where I live because I think I'm going to get robbed. I ain't no Dorit or Kyle Richards. I'm not making that stupid mistake. Sorry. I love that way of like presenting that where um, like that just like subtle dig of like you're too poor for anyone to like break in and rob you. <laughs> that was so not, that, that was not, no, that was not shade on this podcast before. <laughs> You know, Sarah's just worried about being murdered, but I'm worried about having all my valuables stolen because I'm so rich. Okay. You are reading into this. Oh, okay. One time on this podcast, everybody, I said, I think I didn't say your address. I didn't say your street. I said she lived in wherever in LA. We have lots of places in LA, Hollywood, West Hollywood, Studio City, Culver City, downtown, Beverly Hills, Westwood, uh, Bel Air. And I revealed one place Sarah lived. There's millions of people in her location. And she said, afterwards, don't say the city I live in. Because that's how people get killed. So I'm just referring to you. It wasn't oh, a dig. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We are both riled up today. <laughs> there ain't no valuables here, sweetie. Oh my God. Um, I love having you in LA and we have a ton to get to. Like, where do you where are you feeling? Where's your crystal ball telling us to go? Well, okay, my crystal ball is like it's just because like it's a week older. It was last week's episode, but let's talk a little bit about some of the happenings on, we have issues with, well, we want to discuss not this week's, but last week's Beverly Hills uh, episode, this episode where we had an appearance by Miss Morgan Wade and your, your heartstrings were tugged out. Oh, I, this tribute, you're talking, you're referring to the episode of the tribute to Loreen, Kyle's dear, dear childhood friend. I don't know who could have tuned into that and not, I honestly, I think it deserves an Emmy. I don't know if they do an Emmy for best reality TV show episode, but it was such a beautiful tribute. I mean, they tied in Sutton's story of her father's suicide. They talked about 
you know, what's sometimes what is just the tragedy of suicide is like, you think people are fine. And then, you know, they take their lives in this moment. I Anthony Bourdain's um, documentary. Oh, what is it going? Um, oh, I'm not quite anyway, sure it's, about it's one of the greatest documentaries, I think. And it talked, it goes in depth a lot of times about suicide. And most people that take their lives don't want to, or even it's like they've had this idea, but it's like, almost this unplanned thing a little bit. And, and it's like just in a split second, you know? So I, it was so deep. It was beautiful. I thought it reflected, you know, Mauricio was not there. I thought it said a lot about where their marriage was. And look, this episode was so beautiful. I don't want to take credit or any bloggers to take credit, but people had been saying they were separated and then they came out and denied it. I mean, it's so clear this filming was how many months ago? We went to Homeless Not Toothless in- That's that's this week's episode. So the next time we record, we have to talk about our appearance. Mind you, we might not be in the episode at all, but we were there. But, you know, I mean, so, okay, that was probably shot last, March. That was April. That was a hundred percent April because that's right after I got my LA pad. And I remember I went home and then I flew back just to see you and go to homeless, not toothless. Look, I mean, they were obviously separated. I mean, for him not to be there, it it was so beautiful. I thought Morgan actually did a great job. Uh, uh, To me, Kyle, whether Morgan's reciprocating or not, Kyle is smitten with the Morgster. I mean, when Morgan is like, rehearsing, you know, Kyle has to stop everything and just listen. She's so mesmerized. I mean, it's the cutest lesbian crush you've ever seen. Um, I mean, I was brokenhearted, like Lorraine's daughters and her mother was, and it's like, I just, it broke my heart. Like I, I cried the entire episode. I cried when they, I'm going to get emotional. I cried when they talked about something. It was just like, I don't think you, you see, too many episodes. It just, you know, we see stupid stuff, right? We see New York fighting over cheese in a dumb restaurant. And I thought like, wow. And if you're a Rony legacy, you're fighting over dick, girl. You're fighting over a young dick. You're. <laughs> I mean, they all want the young dick. I thought, my God, you had this hot potential lesbian, you know, like romance, a marriage ending, the life of a friend being remembered. It was so beautiful. It was one of my favorite reality TV episodes. I thought it was really beautiful. Yeah. I mean, what I liked about this episode the most is that, look, I mean, I say here behind the velvet robe every week, all that matters is your health. But really, I also say that like, Life is so simple. Like people that have drama in their life want drama. It's that simple. If you don't want drama, you wake up, you have drama from person A, and you just chew them away and never speak to them again. It's very simple. You cannot lose real friends. So what I found is, I think this Kyle Richards is finally catching up to the David Yontef. Like it really does make you understand because Kyle has said In this episode, and she said it in interviews, like, she doesn't want to waste one more minute of one more day, like, with somebody or something that she does not want to be in. And it's like, welcome to adulthoods. Again, I'm not preaching. Some people, now everyone listening in your 20s, I don't know how you could be there, because I was a mess in my 20s. I don't even think you get there in your 30s. I think you get there your 40s, your 50s, some in the 60s. Shannon Bedore, Shannon Bedore, you're 60. you got to catch up. No, no shade. Some people never get there. But I think Kyle has really realized, because of Lorraine, like the meaning of... 
Excuse, bless you. Sorry, everyone. Bless Some of us, just because I had COVID and got better in four days, it takes a minute to get out of the system. I'm not contagious, but I think you have long-term effects. I'm sorry. Yes, you do. <laughs> so I'm sorry, everyone. But um, I think we, to me, it's like, it's, it makes you realize, understand more that Kyle just woke up and she's like, this is it. Like, this isn't a dress rehearsal. A lot of people pass in their 70s. Lots of people pass in their 80s, 90s, or 100s. But doing the math, no age shaming. When you're in your 50s, you're looking at like possibly 20 good years. I think Kyle is just like, it, it, it's the joke's over. I don't care about anyone or anything. I just want to be happy. And that is truly, truly the meaning of life because you can't lose friends. Real friends, you don't lose. You lose all this fake shit. So I like this episode because it, it does make you understand why Kyle is done with Mauricio completely, why she is probably done with Kathy. I mean, it's her sister, but she will... She's done with her. It just makes you understand Kyle more. It made me understand her more. Well, there's a lot about Kyle this week. You know, the other thing is um, the, I guess it was the preview, right? They're in the car, uh, the preview for Homeless, not Toothless. They're in the car and Mo's like, oh, how was that like event you were at? And, and she's like, you know, you mean for my dear friend that you knew? I mean, you know, it's so, I guess I'm wondering almost why, I know they have, you know, their girls together, but it's almost interesting why they keeping up this facade. Like, you know, Kyle had her uh, birthday down in Mexico with her girlfriends. Mauricio wasn't there. Morgan Wade was. I loved them standing on the beach. Morgan Wade is in like a T-shirt and some cutoff shorts. And, you know, Kyle's in this skimpy bikini. Um, I just love the dichotomy of the two of them. And, you know, Mo's not there. He wishes her this happy birthday. You know, he's overly like, oh, you know, Kyle, like, I don't know. It's interesting. They're keeping up. Maybe it's just good for money. And, yeah. yeah. Money. And, and it always looks good that they're so civil, but I don't think they're that civil. There's and a lot of reports that they're both really getting on each other's nerves, like in the media, like he's upset when he sees her, like, look, even if you don't want, look, it's like that age old, like you don't want the person, but you don't want them to want someone else. And you want them to want you. Right. I think it's that. And I love Kyle. I guess, you know, Kyle's never really gotten under my nerves. I've never, you know, sometimes I have these love-hate relationships with these housewives, but I do find something authentic about her. And the other thing is, you know, she said on this episode, she's leaving LA. Like as soon as Portia is done high school, she's out, she's over it. And I mean, LA is a vibe. It's a scene. And especially the world they, they're in, you know, in Beverly Hills, in Bel Air, it's a scene. in the Hidden Hills. It's a scene. You know, Kathy is a, reportedly the queen that kind of, you know, makes or you, breaks you. And now Jeff Bezos and Lawrence Sanchez, my new favorite power couple to follow, who are very tight with they're Ms. Here now. Chris Jenner. They're there all the time. They're here all the time. Wow. And now they hang out with Chris, all the, you know, it's a, it's a billionaire scene, you know, that is the scene. So I'm sure I think Kyle is over it. I think she's like, you know what? Like, I don't want to live like that. You know, seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's journey, the free to play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. 
Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We just had New Year's and so many of you made many resolutions of what you want to change in 2024. But one thing that I'm not changing thanks to one skin is my skin's biological age. What is your skin's biological age? It's basically how old your skin acts and looks. And that's different than the actual age. Do you know that one skin products are powered by a scientifically proven peptide called OS1 that targets the lines and wrinkles right where they start your cells? The OS1 peptide is the first of its kind to actually turn back the clock instead of just masking the signs of aging. I use OneSkin primarily around my face and my eyes because it reduces the lines and wrinkles. But OneSkin has products for everything. The body, they have sun products. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code VELVET at oneskin.co. That's 15% off at oneskin.co with code VELVET. After your purchase, we'll ask where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you New Year Healthier Skin. That's one skin. Doesn't being a king or a queen seem so enticing? It sure does to me. But you know what? More often than not, it comes at the expense of everything else. Freedom, privacy, sometimes even your head. The creators of Wondery's Even the Rich are bringing you a brand new podcast called Even the Royals, where hosts Brooke and Arisha pull back the curtain on royal families, past and present from all over the world to show you, well, the darker side of what it means to be royalty. They cover it all. Like, for example, Marie Antoinette. Do you realize that so much we know about her is wrong? After she became queen at just 19 years old, she ended up in a battle with the French press that started a series of impossible-to-believe events. It's history's greatest smear campaign. Worse than any of the housewives that we talk about here. And what about King George IV and Caroline of Brunswick? That's literally the worst royal marriage of all time. There's a story that involves catfishing, fake pregnancies. Follow Even the Royals on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge Even the Royals ad-free right now on Wondery Plus. We learned that Kyle loves to shop. We learned that she would date a woman. And we learned that she's one of these three oh. things is shocking that she'll leave Beverly Hills. Now, I think she also needs to drop a footnote when this show is canceled and Housewives is over. It is going to end one day, guys. And Portia graduates. I'd like to see if Kyle leaves Beverly Hills when Portia graduates, if Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is still on the air. Maybe she'll leave and just come back and film for two months. Very easy to do, right? Or four months, whatever it is. I do want to touch upon your point of when Morgan is singing. And I mean, listen, I don't know if Kyle has gone downtown. I don't know if they're dating. I don't know what's going on. But I can tell you one thing. Kyle Richards is madly, passionately, head over heels in love. I have feelings of butterflies. I am blown away by this woman, Morgan Wade. They have nothing in common. She is in love. 
I would agree with it. If anyone can watch this show and not agree with me, slip into my fucking DFs. I don't know if anything's happened. I don't know what's going on. I don't even care. But she's in love with her. She is literally just feeling the music and then feeding her the fruit. And just Dorit's eyes get really big when she feeds her the fruit. And she is just in love with this girl. In love. In love she is smitten with her and you know i don't know i i the more i go along in life and i mean this new story we'll talk about about todd chrisley getting awarded a million dollars i always think do i know anything do i really know anything about people even when you read the headlines and stuff we don't really know these people i mean we don't i'm with you i have no idea if they have dipped into the lady ponds or not i i couldn't even tell you um you know, obviously, she and Mo have had troubles for a couple of years now, much longer than we all knew or thought. And I don't know. It's just it's so good. It was great to see the women just all put their armor down and support each other and have like a deep moment. And even like Dorit and PK at therapy. I mean, they kind of are almost a joke in some ways. But, you know, I just loved the whole episode actually was like fucking deep and real. It was like, great. Thank God, because some of these just episodes now are just so dumb, aren't they? They're just getting so stupid. Like, I actually think Dorit and PK are good for each other. I think they have a good yeah, marriage. I don't smell. I don't look. I have some issues. I don't understand where the money comes from. I've always said that about them. I'm saying it here. It's none of my business. I mean, although it is, it's actually my job. Actually, it's exactly my business. But you know I mean, it is our business. It you is our what? business. It's how I afford this LA establishment that I look you at know, the we're wallpaper. Gonna we're going to do some digging. But I, I really, like, again, Mauricio and Kyle, being over does not shock me. It didn't shock me when it happened. I heard these rumors about him diddling and daddling men, women. I don't know. I don't care. But that's what I've heard for years over here on the streets of Beverly Hills. Dury and PK, I actually think they're kind of a good marriage. And I, I kind of think they're going to make it. It wouldn't shock me if they didn't, but I would be more shocked about them breaking up than Kyle and Mo. They seem good together, those two. Well, yeah, but we were all in shock about Kyle and Mo. I mean, I, I mean, yes. Oh my God. I, I think, but you know, I mean, I think that's the thing, like you said about Kyle, like realizing in life, I think Kyle has faked it, you know, like she's gone along, she's played along, like probably for years. And, you know, trouble doesn't happen in a marriage overnight. You always put on a good front as a married couple. Cause you want to seem like everything's great. Everything's great. And, you know, once you have kids. So, you know, to me, Kyle's been a great, you know, she's kept up the facade and, so and for a long time. His money for the agency wasn't this, but his money was agency money before her money was Beverly Hills money. I mean, Darling started at 60000 I mean, you know, so it really was Mauricio's money and the agency is huge and bigger than ever. But even when the agency wasn't, it was still a lot more money. Now we have Kyle in, you know, a million, 1.2, 1. Like Kyle's now... In the seven figures with her job, which she wasn't. So it's like they've both done very well for himself. I think maybe the money and the reason to stay together, although he has way more, isn't really as much anymore. You, I mean, I always money's always fascinating to me. I'm I'm curious, like I wonder a decade ago, two decades ago. Okay. So when they were 
40 because she's 55, 56. I mean, did they like, did they just make average money, like 300 grand a year? Not that that's average, but that's like way above uh, average. I think, you know what I mean? Did they like, because he, yeah. he, you know, notoriously worked for Kathy's. I think there was a time when he made 300, 400, 500, started at 250. Oh, wait, wait. Do we think they even made that? Because, I mean, you know, if you think about it, like. A real estate broker starting out. Well, like two decades ago, we could have bought homes in Beverly Hills. Like, it, yes, it was. It's always been expensive, but it hasn't, you know, it's only been in the past like eight years that it's gone like insane. Right. But two decades ago, the early 2000s. So they're like 30 four 35 they're like our age ish um i don't know do we think they were making millions of dollars working for rick or do we think they were making yeah. like 250 300 that one or, really that one what a jump for them i okay. think you know they started and came up and you know like yeah i think they they don't worked. you wonder what kim richards does like how is kim affording her life honey i'm not sure that's a really good question Okay. Uh, I don't think it's such a grand life. I think there's a house and she draws on the walls and paints the animals. And I don't think there's much. I don't think there's much. Is she working for Kathy and Rick? I mean, I don't think Kathy yeah. and Rick work anymore, right? Isn't, I don't know. You know what? I have so many questions. God, I wish Rick, Kathy Well, Rick sold Hilton us. and Highland. I wish Kathy would call us. Um, know, Rick I sold Hilton and Highland. But I don't know. This woman is in love. And that's what I took away from this episode. We'll we'll hear from Morgan Wade soon, since you all want me to come. Oh. Some, some people hate the appearance of Morgan Wade here behind the velvet rope. A lot of you love it, though. So most of you love it. So Morgan is going to be back soon. Um, I don't know. I just, that's what I took. Oh, and I love how Garcelle, that episode is like swatting her face. And she's like, I'm sorry. It was just a gnat. We have Teddy making an appearance. She refers to herself as the Nat in front of Garcelle. Garcelle is like, honey, I'm not even giving you camera time. Teddy really apparently doesn't want to be on the show. She didn't. She said, I only went to that episode because it was like Kyle and Lorraine and like it was life. But Teddy shockingly does well, not want to film these. Honey, these if you were making $2 million a year off your podcast and splitting a milli each, they're never going to bring they're never going to bring back I think you're giving them way too much credit you don't think two T's is making is bringing in two million a year oh I think they're close I think they're making a lot more than you think a hundred percent I didn't I would guess if I had to take a guess no I'm just basing it on like what I make what you know approximately what you make ish and just I think they're I think they're making Oh my God. And say, yeah, I think they're making two. I would have said way less. Not high. I would have said maybe like maybe a million. And then they have to give iHeart 30%. So like 700,000. So like 350 each, maybe, maybe a tiny now. Maybe no, a tiny bit more. They're uh, two million, Sarah. God, wow. Honey, they're, they trend in the top. If you're in the top 200, and you're not fudging your numbers. You're legit. And I don't think they are. I think no, they're no. They're, they're like definitely not fudging their numbers. They're, they're, they're getting, uh, they pulled in last year, one, five, one, six, one, seven, uh, easily, think? easily. Oh. Yes. So one, five. So take 70% of that, whatever that is. Two million. So what's 70% of two million? Um, 
four. So, well, that's like 700,000 each. I mean, yeah. that's pretty good. I think she, I think Teddy doesn't want to come back because there's just, there, she could never make the money that she's making on uh, two T's. And she's like killing it on two T's. There's no way. There's no way. And they never paint her in the storyline. They, they, no matter what, they always paint her as like annoying. So they're <laughs> never going to paint her as like, Maybe. I mean, if you hang in there long enough, everybody seems to get their redemption, including Miss Erica Jane. Speaking of the Nat, um, you know, Teddy, everyone's going to hate me for this. Like she, I compare her to the rat, the rat that scurries. And oh, that's low. Okay. Although, no, I was going to say when I compare her to the rat that scurries, I actually prefer Teddy over Tamara as a human. A thousand percent. A thou- I don't even know how people actually I'll be curious to see if Tamrat on that podcast hurts that podcast now. I don't see what do you make of this whole Trace Amigas breaking up? By the way, there was like a breaking news story this afternoon about the rat coming out, the rat that scurries, who says that it was a business deal. It's the business end of it that they all fell out over. That that Tamara, you know, is so upset because apparently she had told Shannon and Vicky over and over my my podcast. I'm super stressed. I've got all this stuff. I'm overscheduled. I don't want to do this tour. They wanted to move forward anyway. Then they couldn't come to agreements on tour dates, everything else. So Tamara back to, you know, ended it. And then now they've just been fighting back and forth. And what do you make of it? You you have you know, you've had Vicky. You have had everybody. They all unfollow. And by the way, I have no horse in this race. And Victoria Gumbelson and I are not exactly like breaking bread tomorrow either. So don't think that um apparently someone told me that Kelly Dodd apparently praised me and gave me a compliment. And I, I did a solo video a few weeks or two weeks ago about how like Tamara has no soul and uh, it's no wonder she fucked everyone over. And, um, you know, the Trace Amigos, I mean, there's lots of rumors like that um, Shannon and Vicky might pull in Kelly. Not the worst idea if you pulled in Kelly for the tour. But even regardless of that, apparently Kelly and her mother have applauded me based on my solo video and have said, Kelly said, oh, that David Yantef, he finally sees Tamara for what she is. Kelly, girl, I've seen the rat as the rat for many, many years now. Um, I'm sorry if you didn't realize that. Um, I love to, and they gave you a shout out on two T's. I know you already addressed this on your podcast, but actually Teddy didn't say anything negative about you. The rat that Scurry said, I will never do his podcast again. I'm like, bitch, please. She hasn't doing his podcast. Right. She hasn't been invited here in two years. So she's turning down an invite that is literally two years old. Teddy, thank you for not saying anything horrible. And Kelly, thank you for saying something great about me. I've always said this, Kelly and I fight. She tells me to fuck off. I tell her to fuck off back and then I'm over it. I really, truly in the bottom of my heart have always said this. I, I, I get Kelly. I don't mind Kelly. And at least she's up and down and her emotions are everywhere, but at least that's a real fucking person. Um, what do I make of all of this? Well, that is what Tamara has said. I mean, she's on the traders now. She posted for it. Vicky had commented, you know, perfect show for you. Ted, I mean, they, they're clapping back. To me, it's like, just call it, just call it. And then we'll talk about the OC is filming again, which I think is so interesting. You know, Tamara, the only thing Tamara has said, and you have to remember, the woman lied. So you have to take this with a grain of salt. But oh, all right. Okay. Ooh. 
Did you know that when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all? Don't search match with Indeed. If you hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform that has a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. You guys know I hate to waste time. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. Before I had Indeed, when I hired for this podcast, it was a disaster. It took me hours and hours to go through resumes, only to find that I couldn't find anyone even remotely qualified. The editors, PR, advertising, marketing, ad sales people, all the people involved in this podcast I found through Indeed. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. And good news. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash velvet. Just go to indeed.com slash velvet right now and support our show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast, indeed.com slash velvet terms and conditions apply need to hire. You need indeed. She does say things like you have to understand on the last tour, I was uncomfortable and she's implying she was uncomfortable because it was right after Shannon's DUI and she saw things like to your point when Gina was on your show and said, yeah, Gina Kirkmeyer already said it. Yeah, it's out there. So Tamara implied that she was around this and she's like, look at Jeff Lewis. I mean, she didn't say this, but this is basically what she's saying. Look at Bravo. Look at the production company. Uh, look at Jeff Lewis, look at Andy Cohn, look at NBC, look at NBC corporate, look at Bravo. Every single person in Shannon's life is a fucking enabler, including Victoria Gumbelson. And Tamara is basically saying like, I was uncomfortable because I will not enable someone that just fucking crashed her car into a goddamn house and the dog almost died and was flung into this front seat or whatever the fuck it was with Archie and animal control was called. And like, I'm not going to enable this actual train wreck because the woman needs help. And so when she says things like that, I'm like, you are a rat and you do scurry because she sees a piece of cheese. I wonder what type of cheese the rat loves. Does she love Swiss? Does she love Munster? Does she love a nice goose? I don't know, guys, weigh in on what type of cheese though that loves. But when she says things like this, I'm like, you know, Tamara has, she's so good at this job. She's so well-spoken and she's, and I'm like, man, I'm over here rooting for the rat because I agree with that. And then I'm like, is this true? Or are you telling another one of your lies and you just can't help it? I don't know. I'm actually really asking everyone. I'm not against the rats. If the rat has a point, I'll give the rat props. I don't got any horse in this race. I don't like or dislike any of these people. I don't care. Just doing my job. So I don't know. So when she says that, Sarah, right? Like, then that's a valid point of like, so you felt uncomfortable on the tour. Yes. And she says all this other stuff you said. And she's like, and I'm doing this one off with one T and, and it was just a business decision and I didn't feel comfortable. And then Vicky started shading me and here we are. So, right. I, you know, you make excellent, excellent points. I agree. And I thought, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, you're right. They all probably lie. They're all angling for different things. Um, To me, I the only part I do give Tamrat some credit for is I don't, I mean, I know why Shannon and Vicky want to stay relevant as much as possible. So, you know, Tamra star is hot because of two T's. Although Shannon is on the show still. Yeah, that's true. You're right. Shannon's on the show. But they probably wanted to capitalize on all the momentum of even Shannon being in the news about her DUI 
so they probably were pushing Tamara, like, let's get this tour going. Let's get this tour going. And then Tamara's going on tour with Teddy. I thought I saw that, one I day. Saw that a while ago. Oh, it's just one day. T- Tamara even said it. She was like, this was just a one off. Like it has nothing. She says, I told Vicky Here, and Shannon they, about this. Why are they doing one day in San Francisco? I have no idea. Maybe that's why the tickets aren't selling. I guess. I know people on the thing are literally like, I'm not going. Why would I go to San Francisco? It's a dump. And I love that the food, the food critic, Keith Lee, just like abandoned his food tour, his TikTok food tour, because San Francisco is such a dump. Really? Yes. Oh, my God. He's like, that's a whole other story. But anyway, um, it's hard to know who to believe here. Vicky obviously was all over social media about, you know, that Tamara's such a backstabber. Tamara also says that she caught Shannon and Vicky talking about her. I mean, that that to me is so, I have to believe they're all catty and speak about each other all the time. So that's no new revelation. Look, I mean, it's over. I've said this before in my solo, a reason, a season or a lifetime. This is the job. And if we have time, we'll get into that. How Bethany Frankel has just taught us that this is the job and I'm being sarcastic and Sarah's rolling her eyes. But well, if we have time, we'll get into that. But like, this is the job. Like, listen, I just think you have to, like, if I were on the housewives, because you know, I'm going to start my course in my next life. If I were on the housewives, just have your friends in the real world. And unfortunately, Lisa Barlow and Whitney, um, I mean, Margaret and Jackie, we could, uh, Kyle and Lisa Vanderpump, Dorit and Lisa Vanderpump. It's just, it's, that's it. Every single person that you come into this with, in with, as a friend, will no longer be your friend. And that's okay. You have to, you can't turn down a million dollars. You can't turn down the career. You got to just say, I can't be friends with you. So if you and I were on Housewives, Sarah, I don't know if we'd be friends anymore because that I'm is sure wouldn't. Yeah, th- that's the job description, unfortunately. So to me, it's like just call it. It's so nasty this time. Just call it. Tamara was recently asked, and she's like, "Never say never." But like, this is not a ploy. I read that people are saying this is just all a, a, a plot to get Vicky back on the show. I hate to break it to everyone. The next season of Real Housewives of Orange County. Melissa Gorga will 100% be fired. Well, I was wrong, and I'm not saying 100% anymore, but 99%, we are not going to see Ms. Victoria Gumbelson on the new season of the Orange County Housewives. It's over for Vicky. This is not a, a, a tax day to get her back on the show. She's not coming back. She's off brand at this point in her 60s, telling us that we want to see women that are aspirational in Codo insurance. We don't, Victoria. We don't. We want to see reality of volunteers being unmasked. We want to see dirty, down low nastiness. That is apparently what the audience wants to see. I'm sorry, Vicky. It is over for you. Great run. Take the Lifetime Achievement Award. Put it over the fireplace. Go whoop it up in Mexico. It's over. It's over. You're done. Sorry. Oh, I'm going to be curious Jesus. to see if your prediction is correct. Well, I mean, well, now that we're here at RHOC, a lot of back and forth. We're Alexa filming. Molino, oh, we're filming. We're filming, right, because we saw that picture of Tamara, her, uh, Shannon, Shannon. Her girls, the, the camera crew. All right, what what is going on with Alexis Polino? Because I've heard that she has been given an offer. She and John, I mean, there's some reality von Teese for you. Listen, and I think, like... Look, is it going to be interesting to see? I mean, I think the most interesting is you're going to see these long-term OG types. Shannon and Tamara are going to have to now 
addressed. Like we're going to break the fourth wall. We're going to be talking about two T's. We're going to be talking about the trace. And because maybe they will show Shannon on stage with Vicky um, in Texas where they're going. Maybe Vicky will be on in that respect for a minute. So I guess I shouldn't say never, but that to me is the more interesting story. They're going into the season, Shannon and Tamara fractured, but I these bloggers and these podcasters, here we go again. It's like last season when they said Jersey contracts were all out and everyone's coming back. And I'm like, they're not. They're about to be. But right now, today, as of this recording, Alexis is not 100% back. So that is not true as of right now, which is like five days before you're all hearing about this. When I knew Alexis back in the day and slept over her house... She would say, like, look, I and I really believed her. There was no cameras around when she was saying this. She's like, I don't know if I want to just open my eyes and go back into the lion's den. And so I do think I look, look, I don't believe that Alexis was offered the job and now she's thinking about it. I either think she wasn't offered it or she's offered it and is gonna take it. I don't see why you would turn this down. If she is offered this and she turns it down. Alexis, I will bow down. I will get up. I mean, that to me is those are always the power moves when someone says, no, thank they you. Are? In what way? None of these women have any careers after that. Like, say yes. Put yourself on TV. Okay. Let me backtrack. Say yes, but understand. And it's, it's as my good friend, Bethany Frankel says, it, like if Alexis is truly saying like, I actually understand the job and I just don't want Tamara's life. It's what a miserable life drama. Like it is constant. It's a lot of work. It's like great. you it's have great. Yeah. to, you have to fight. You have to look for dirt on your castmates. You have to do all of that. You have to be a reality volunteer. So if Alexis <laughs> is saying like, I actually get the job and I fucking love my life and like, t- you know who Alexis is a lot like, I think, minus millions, <laughs> Tinsley. Like Tinsley oh, wow. truly, like when I tell you that Tinsley truly turned it down, she truly is asked. She, Tinsley will never be back on your fucking Bravo screen. If they give her millions of dollars to show her plus eight, her and the husband and the kids, Tinsley will tell you to suck her fat dick. She'll say, get down and suck my dick. On well, yes, of course, because she's got, a, uh, yeah, millions. Her family has money. family money. Yes. And now the husband, you know, he's in the iron business. So he, I'm sure he does pretty well. So but Alexis, yeah, look, but- Alexis has like a nice, you know, normal house in the OC. And she gets, you know, child support, which will go away when the kids go. But like, you know, Alexis lives like a normal life that she lives behind gates in the OC, like what a normal person would aspire to. And so like, if you're a normal person inside, I would take the money, of course, as would you. And we, but like, I have no problem, but I love when someone turns it down because they understand like this just is a nasty life and I don't want it. Does that make sense? So I think we're kind of agreeing because I would do what you would do. I would take the money and run. But I love when someone doesn't. I guess I what I'm saying is I love when someone's a bigger person than me. I do not believe you take a picture with John Jansen and you put it out on social And you then date him and you make statements like, I don't care about anybody. I'm here for happiness. And you let it be known 
front and set. I you are not doing that to live a humble, pious, you know, life off air. There's just no way. There's no way. John knows what he's doing. If if you were sitting at that table and you and John were having this incredible connection and falling in love and you truly meant it and you did not want to be on TV and someone snapped a photo and you saw it, you would be like, delete that, delete that. Don't post it. Like we'll never be friends again. And that's what you would do if you were a normal human being. She has been, she wants back. She's going to say yes. I think the whole dragging your feet is just, I think she's probably calling bloggers and being like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure that I think the ink is dry. I think the ink is dry. We are filming. Anybody, uh, to Bethany's credit, I mean, if you're on TV now, use it. Use it to sell a product. Use it to launch your MLM, whatever it is. This is your best marketing stage. These women, some of them have been very smart. Like, look at Teddy. You know, and and the rat, you know, with the top podcast. So, I, the I, rat, the rat got lucky that uh, the gnat brought her in. The rat and the gnat. The the rat got lucky. Teddy, that's what I'm saying. I'm I'm having a new thing about Teddy. Not just because she said some good things about me lately when the rat was trashing me, but I'm Teddy has really. She's you know how not- awkward we've called them the gnat and the rat so many times you know how awkward it's going to be when we walk into the bel air hotel again and yes. we're face to face with them sitting at the bar trying to eat welcome us. and honey. i'm sitting there going oh my god we've called and she's looking at us like you see you next tuesday welcome to my life welcome to my <laughs> life this is my life is the table ready <laughs> what about when you're in the hamptons at your house and your good friend texts you the night before to say, are you coming? You better be there. Yes, Jill's there and I will be at your party. And then you know, and then you walk into the party and there's Margaret Josephs and you're like, do I fucking need this on a goddamn Saturday in the fucking Hamptons? Welcome <sighs> to my life, Sarah. Honey, you get used to it. You just get used to it. You have a confrontation. You tell them to fuck off. You take a sip of the martini and life moves on. All right, um, yeah. But no, I mean, I I agree. Listen, I think, you know, to your point, you have schooled me. I agree. Look, if someone took a picture of Tinsley kissing the children, you know, at the park, she would she would put up her, her finger and hold her head. She would be like, I don't want to be in the fucking picture, you know, like, but you're right. So I do agree with you. That's why I'm not. So I think either Alexis is not asked or she's asked. And she's taking it. I I agree with you. I don't. But so that's what I meant. I think like if you're offering and you turn it down. Wow. Like I respect you because I wouldn't because I have no I'm only one step above the Tamrat. I don't necessarily have a soul either. Like I would just be like, give me the fucking money. And who do I need to hate? Like, which friend do you want me to throw to the wolf? Um, no. And, and if it were me, I'd be fine with it. Like you got to do what you got to do for television. We would both understand. Um, I'd be like, Sarah, listen. Just go get your money. Just go get your fucking money. Throw me to the wolves and I'll talk to you in 10 years. But the difference is I wouldn't take it personally. When you were like trashing me, I'd be like, just let her have it. It's like, whatever. And like, I'm going to trash you. And like, I wouldn't care. Yeah, I'd be like, go, go, go get your bag. You know, go get your bag. I would take the money, buy yourself your next kid. Just enjoy, you know, do it. You know, I wouldn't care either, but. You know, I think it's like a different, whole different ballgame when you're Melissa Gorga and Teresa Giudice and your fa- families are completely separate. You know, I mean, I think that's like a, another layer of personal. But I have one final question for you before we wrap up. Tell me. What, I mean, in, in light of reality reckoning and, and Bravo getting backlash for various racial things and this and that, I mean, are you surprised that they are bringing back Shannon Bedore? 
still in the is her alcohol is her DUI case completely settled? I'm not sure. She got community. Hey, it's the same reason we're going to bring back Monica Garcia. If anyone thinks Monica Von Teese isn't coming back, you are literally smoking a crack pipe. You are literally high on crack on Hollywood Boulevard, which is really right near where I am right now. I don't mind telling people where around my approximately where I am. Sarah minds. You're smoking crack. No, it doesn't shock me. It doesn't. It doesn't. It's it's it doesn't shock me. No. No, it doesn't me either. I it doesn't. I think short of going to jail, like with a gen shock, because you can't film in jail, although she's very active Correct. on social from jail. Um, and we'll have to talk about the Chrisleys next time. But anyway, and we have to talk um, about my revelations about Bethany next time. Oh, we have so much. And Tom <laughs> the trial has been set. Ah. Um, all right. Well, no, I'm not shocked either. I'm not shocked either. I just I and I guess I'm a little surprised the audience hasn't been like outraged, but people love Shannon. And that was Gina when Gina came on my show. That was her point. She was like, at BravoCon, she Shannon was like clapped and revered and cheered and and don't get me wrong like i am rooting for shannon she just makes it so tough sometimes but i'm i don't wish her to get behind the wheel tomorrow drunk and crash the car again like i am rooting for the woman i just think when i hear someone like kyle be like i don't want to waste another minute of the day i'm like oh my god you have seen the light you get life and then you have Shannon, and to me, where I'm sitting, and then we could go, Rachel Levis, we could talk about her podcast <gasps> next time. All right, you're so excited. Oh I think God. I think Rachel Levis has truly done the work, and I don't think Shannon has done the work. That's, what do I know? We don't know these people. To me, I don't think Shannon has done the work. I don't see a different Shannon. And if you haven't done the work, Money, the next guy you date, whatever it is, the the insecurity in you and hurt and and, and pain is not going to go away. And so I just feel I'm not shocked that she's back. I was just hoping maybe she, if she needed to, would sit this one out. So I just hope that she's happy. I guess. No, that's a good way to put it. I think that's a good way. And hopefully we'll see more of that remorse on this upcoming season. So I think that's what, um, when I talk about it, I think that's what's kind of so jarring is there just seems like there was like, I don't really have a drinking problem. I'm going to go to a wellness center. Um, I'm going to go to some therapy set. But, you know, a lot of this might be being dissected and the trauma. And, you know, I know how much she was in love with John and certainly love will make you do crazy things. So, but to your point, and then when you have like a, when Gina Kirschenheider came on and she was like, nobody's, you know, she's not sober. And like, people are, you know, seeing that like, yeah, it does seem, it seems strange. Right. But I think it will be the season of Shannon between this and now fighting with Tamara. And like, it's going to be, I mean, you know, here we are, like Shannon is now Luann, she is now, yeah, you know, true. Teresa, like, this is, this is what we asked for. This is Jen Shaw, Teresa, Luann, a real life event that is actually coming onto the show. And we haven't had that in a minute here at the OC or Atlanta or Potomac snooze fast. God, we have a lot to talk about next time. Sarah, of we course, do. it's do. always it's been a pleasure. Love you doll. We'll talk, I'll to, you talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. 
Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're behind the Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.